Cura, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Kia ora, my name's Compass, and you're listening to Speak Out on Access Radio, um, 106.1 FM. And I'm here today with... Kia ora, everyone. Uh, my name is Maggie, and I use they, them pronouns. Awesome. So uh, what we're going to be talking about um, today, this week, is um, ADHD and our personal experiences with ADHD, because it's um, ADHD Awareness Month. Uh, so, yeah. Um, basically, should we start with just like a basic rundown of what ADHD is and then... Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. And I think um, it's really good that there's a month um, dedicated to ADHD because there's a lot of um, like stereotypes and like myths surrounding the diagnosis. And um, yeah, I think this um, this session will be really helpful in just... Um, I guess talking about what it is and then um, our own experiences. But so with ADHD, um, bearing in mind that both of us aren't clinical psychologists, so if you're wanting like a more thorough, I try to um, be though. Pardon? I try to be though. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, <laughs> um, perhaps like in the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the future, I'll be a clinical psychologist. Mm. Yeah, and I'm working on that as well. Oh, let's go. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, like if you're wanting. Um, like more in depth, uh, like research, um, research based on ADHD. Um, we're not the people. Um, we're just talking about our own personal experiences. But um, so the diagnosis. Uh, there's three types. One is uh, the combined type. So you've got different types of traits. There's uh, impulsivity. Uh, there's hyperactivity, and there's inattention. Um, and so, yeah, one type is combined, which I am. Yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. Look at this guy. <laughs> High five. Yeah. So combined type is when you're hyperactive and inattentive and impulsive mm-hmm. all in the same time, um, well, in the same brain. And then um, type one is was known as ADD, which is the inatte- uh, inattentive type. Um, ADD is still, like, a term used, but it's not, like the clinical, mm. you know, term for it. So yeah. that's just inattention. So that's not hyperactivity, um, but there is some impulsivity, but that also tends to be more associated with hyperactivity. Yeah. Yeah. And I think because, like, when you get diagnosed that you have to show at least, like, perhaps six of the traits, there needs to be, because, like, some of them can still be present, but... Um, if you don't show like a lot of those traits, then you'll be diagnosed as like a different form. Yeah. Um, but like with hyperactivity, a lot of people kind of think of um, young boys um, running around in like mm. school classrooms, not able to sit down, um, which is kind of true, um, but it isn't like the full picture. So with yeah. hyperactivity, um, it can also be like, internal restlessness um which is kind of what i'm like where i volunteer at like three organizations (laughs) and and it's so exciting and there's so many fun things and you just don't have enough time for all the things that you want to do um yeah, yeah right um and so that's yeah one of the myths that um i guess we're trying to bust is um what adhd looks like yeah um and then there's yeah, one so, other type? 
uh, we've talked about those. So there's inattentive, there's hyperactive, and then there's combined type. And um, what ADHD actually is, like as a thingy, um, is people with ADHD, their um, like prefrontal mm-hmm. cortex tends to be like, there, there have been some studies that show it's smaller, but basically the prefrontal cortex helps um, like regulate attention, regulate emotions, um, you know, all of those kind of things. And with, if you have ADHD, a lot of the time your prefrontal cortex just doesn't kind of work in the same way as a neurotypical brain, yeah. which is, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, it's underdeveloped and then you have um, like the hippocampus as well, which is, um, yeah, around um, emotions where, uh, like, yeah, regulating emotion can be quite difficult. Um, you feel like emotions, um, like, much more intensely. Um there's, uh, I guess, yeah, the levels of like dopamine and serotonin. Um, There was there was like a video that I was watching in terms of like how much dopamine is in a neurotypical brain versus an ADHD brain. And so isn't it um, like ADHD brains, we still produce like dopamine, but we don't have as many dopamine receptors. So Mm. it doesn't really matter how much dopamine you're producing because your brain can't like gobble that good stuff up. Like kind of, yeah. That's Um, a very scientific way of putting it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so um, like where a lot of us are thrill seekers um, to get like that um, dopamine rush. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it can be to do with like, uh, say, um, what do you call it, like uh, adventure sports, like throwing yourself off a plane at a great height. Um, Hopefully with a parachute. With a parachute. Um, It can be like uh, drugs, um, alcohol, um, sex. Um, It just depends on the person. Gaming is a big one. I had big gaming Mm, problems. Me too. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And it's all to do with the brain and um, I guess like, what feels good um, and the ways that we get dopamine. Yeah. Um, So I guess we can just jump right into our own personal stories. So would you like to go first? Oh, um, you can go first if you'd like. Okay, okay, so basically um, my ADHD kind of went under the radar for a long time because um, I was homeschooled for the majority of my life Mm. Um, and my mom was a special needs teacher so she was kind of like prepared for it so we never really went like my behaviour and my attention and stuff was never a strange thing Um, but I last year I started school and that was when it was like it became very very apparent Um, I'd started thinking that I had ADHD maybe like six months before I started Mm. going to school because I was just like why can't I do this yeah and like why don't you stop moving and stuff like that so I was just like I think going to school was like an impulsive thing as well where I was like you know they asked me like do you want to go to school and I was just like yeah and then like and then like two two weeks later I was just like oh why don't yeah (laughs) yeah um but yeah, and then going to school, it started out really well because I was super excited to be there and it was like new and it was fresh and like I knew how to do the stuff and like I understood it. Mm. But then it was like when it got to that point where everything was no longer like 
new and exciting everything just kind of like fizzled out and I was like the tiny little grain of attention that I had just kind of went out the window Mm. and um yeah and towards the end of that year like with exams and stuff I started getting like a lot of anxiety and I'm quite a psychosomatic person so that means like when I feel thing like when I have something in my brain um I feel it physically so I used to feel really sick when I got anxious and that was kind of when I went to like my GP and got referred to a counsellor and stuff like that and that's where my diagnosis process for ADHD began Mm. um, through getting diagnosed with anxiety as well. Um, So uh, you you can go to a counsellor and they can give you like that, that basic test uh, you know the the one where they like commas or something. Yeah, where they're like, does your child seem like they're on an engine? And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just super basic stuff. And then I went to a psychiatrist and got diagnosed through there. Um, yeah. So that, I'm in my last year of high school now, and I got that um, a couple months ago, like getting an actual, Mm. you know, physical diagnosis and um, prescription for medication and all that kind of things. Um, But that did take a while and that was a long process. Um, So it took probably just under a year to get that. How did it make you feel to have that diagnosis? Feels good. Feels good. Um, Yeah, it was kind of... um, I got referred to, um, to CAMS because that's the, like... I don't want to explain it and then like like, children mental health yeah yeah, children's mental health thing and um I was like I'll get in because like on the the test they gave me I was like all the way up there for both inattention and hyperactivity and I was like there's no way I'm not going to get in I didn't like they didn't accept my referral and I just like cried onto my mom Mm. because I was just like I don't know what I'm gonna do because like if this isn't my brain then it's like me and then that means like like But um, we then went to a private psychologist and uh, got my diagnosis, um, which overall has been quite a positive thing with, um, you know, just being able to get, I think accommodations are probably the best thing I've been able to get at school. Like um, I can go into isolation for exams and stuff, meaning I'm just in a separate room from people and it kind of takes away some of those distractions. So not on a mountaintop then? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, just like zen. Yeah, yeah, but overall it's been a really positive, um, you know, thing getting my diagnosis and Mm. it's been, I guess, like, there's a lot of validation that comes with it. It's like, yeah, there is something different, Mm. um, like, that there is something that is making you feel and act this way and it's not just you being weird Mm. like there is a a valid reason for this yeah Yeah. sounds pretty life-changing yeah it was pretty cool yeah but it was I had kind of just like come to accept like I have ADHD even if I don't have a diagnosis because I can't explain this any other way Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like I did my own research and I was like this helps some other people with ADHD so I'll try it and see if it helps me and then you know um kind of you know doing that kind of thing um which was really really helpful and I think it helped me learn a lot about myself even though I didn't have an official diagnosis so I think having an official diagnosis just made that um 
feel a lot more validating and like I was actually doing the right thing and I wasn't just like off on a tangent doing something, you know, completely irrelevant. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's kind of like a, a bigger discussion, but um, like if society, you know, treated us normally, like would there be a need for getting a diagnosis? Mm. Because like a lot of people, including myself, like the way that I guess like we're treated to f feel like weird or the way, you know, that we act is strange. Like if that was the norm, would like people need to get a diagnosis at all? Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, but I Honestly, think I, think, I think if we just let people have separate learning styles, I think less people would get diagnosed. Mm. But I also think there is like that point of when you're like, I don't know why I can't sit still and just like it appears that nobody else around me is like this. Yeah. So I do think it's kind of like having that diagnosis kind of builds like a community and also, you know, just kind of lets you know what's inside your brain and totally. what's happening. Yeah. So, yeah, I think at least currently having a, that diagnosis and being able to be diagnosed with ADHD is a really positive thing. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, it was like completely life changing because um, I went through, um, yeah, like um, like the public um, schooling system and um, it was, yeah, incredibly difficult for me. Um, I failed like so much. I failed mm. like pretty much the majority of my papers, uh, like failed at high school. Um, and I moved in um, to a flat in Brooklyn and uh, my flatmate mentioned that he had ADHD and the way that he described it was like me. And I was like, wow, I didn't think it could be like that because I had, you know, all these stereotypes of what it was like um, yeah. in my head. And then he told me, um, yeah, that he had it. And I was like, maybe I should, you know, check that out and find out some more. And I, the more that I read, the more that it just sort of clicked in my mind. Mm. Um, and so I ended up um, going to the uh, psychology clinic at Vic Uni um, and after a while they um, got back to me and um, it took about three months to get my diagnosis because they mm. did like my entire psyche um, on a 13-page document <laughs> um, and they like got all of my school reports from primary and college and spoke to like close family members and close friends and um yeah, I was the same as you. Like, it was never really picked up, um, yeah. even though it was apparent through, like, my school reports that I was yeah. struggling and I was getting distracted. Like, yeah. three out of six comments um, would say, like, I was getting distracted and stuff. Um, and then I got diagnosed, um, and it was just completely, completely life-changing. Um, I think the thing that I thought was, like, I'm not broken, yeah. <laughs> there's not something wrong yeah. with me, like, this is actually something that I can work with. Yeah, it's not um, like, there's nothing I can do about this, this is just, like, how I am. Totally. And then, like, you get your diagnosis and you're just like, 
there are so many resources out there. There's so yeah. much that you can yeah. do. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and funny thing, actually, um, when I came out as having ADHD to my friend, she was like, your mum used to always tell me off for distracting you, but it was you. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Um, but she was, yeah, she was yeah. super supportive. Um, and, yeah, I guess, like, after having that diagnosis, that's why I'm um, – always trying to talk about it, always trying to push for like um, discussions and workshops and stuff is because if I hadn't had that conversation with my flatmate, like I wouldn't have been diagnosed and I wouldn't have had, you know, the opportunity to get like help. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. And here we are today. Yeah. On this um, beautiful, beautiful sunny day. Mm. Yeah. Um, oh, another thing. Yeah. So... With the, um, like, uh, public, like, mental health system, I had a similar mm. experience to you and tons and tons of people on the um, the support pages on Facebook have said the same thing about, like, even though, you know, we're severe because I was classed as severe as well, mm -hmm. they still won't see you. And I don't think I've actually met, you know, like, counting on a, a handful of people that have been yeah. seen by the public health care system, yeah. even though it, like, affects everything. True. Um, yeah. Which is something that I think needs to move forward. Yeah. And yeah. with, like, so the thing that ADHD probably most obviously impacts is, like, um, work, like, schoolwork, mm -hmm. um, you know, anything that you need organisation for and you know, those kind of things. What's your experience been with, like, dealing with ADHD symptoms while in the work, uh, in the workplace or studying or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So um, I find that memory, memory is, like, really, really difficult for me. Yeah. Because um, I could be studying and I wouldn't remember anything that I had been studying. Yeah, because um, ADHD also affects... Um, your memory, mostly your working memory and your short-term mm. memory, yeah, um, which can make it super hard to to study and retain that kind of thing. Definitely, and I think yeah. I'm super. I think I'm quite lucky because I, my short-term memory is quite good. Mm. Um, my working memory doesn't, you know, doesn't like to do what it's told. Totally. But my short-term memory is pretty good, so I feel like that's a hardship that I didn't have to go through of mm. like. Being like I can't remember a single thing. Mm. Yep, so I'm, I feel very fortunate. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Oh, well. Um. God, what was I saying? <laughs> um, <laughs> memory. There was something. God, lost my train of thought. Um. Oh, so. <laughs> uh, okay, so like school and work and stuff. Yeah. So. Um, I yeah, I was fortunate fortunate enough to um, have a lot of support. Um, now that I've had my diagnosis and I've been working with like WorkBridge um, to get me like um, supportive like workplaces, um, but I find tasks like um, trying to like sustain attention for long periods of time, like at a desk, um, even though I enjoy it. Um, after a while, it it gets really. Um, yeah, and I kind of forget where I'm at and, like, make stupid mistakes and stuff. Yeah. So that's something that um, medication has really helped with, um, is just, yeah, staying on task and, like, remembering what I'm actually doing. Um, 
like studying and stuff, the disability, um, what are they called, services at Vic have been amazing. Um, they had some accommodations like you um, where you could be um, given like a study room um, with a like swipe access and um, if it got too much, like I could go off to a restroom and just like meditate, um, which mm-hmm. I've found really useful and then go back. Yeah. yeah. What about yourself? Um, I would say I'm definitely the kind of person that does the, the cramming all in one, like I'll sit down and I'll do everything in one sitting totally. just as quickly as I possibly can. And that like leaves with a lot of, you know, mistakes and uh, typos or things overlooked, which I think overall did affect my grades. I think, you know, I could have gotten higher grades, but it was those stupid mistakes and those things that were left out that mm. kind of brought my grades down a bit. Um, and I would say it's definitely one of those things where if I feel like I can't do something, I avoid it at all costs. And that was kind of something that happened quite a lot with studying is like, I can't do this internal, so I'm just gonna forget about it. And then I would like go and I'd sit down and I'd try and do it. And I'd be like, huh, I can't focus. Huh, I should go for a walk instead. Yeah. Huh, I should go on YouTube instead. I should clean my room. Yeah, <laughs> I should spring clean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was kind of like, I think I think it definitely, like, I was expecting medication to be this miracle cure and suddenly I'd be mm. able to do anything, everything. Um, but it was, there were like underlying things of like, there were certain things that I had done to adapt to my ADHD because I couldn't work over long periods of time. So I would cram at the last second because that was the only way my brain knew how to get stuff done. Yeah. And then with like my medication, I was just like, oh, I won't have to do that anymore because I'll be able to focus. And it would just kind of end up with me being like, oh, I don't have to do that now because I have my meds, I can focus. I can yeah, do it. Like, totally. I'll be able to do it way better later. Mm. And then it just kind of like, it was figuring out how to utilize the mm. the medication in a way that was, you know, I could get work done over a period of time that didn't make me feel anxious and didn't go back to those really those unuseful habits I picked up. Yeah, definitely. It just um, kind of like slows everything down so you are able to like implement useful tools. Yeah, and I think think maybe you have this experience as well as like that sitting somewhere for like two hours. I remember with an internal I had to do, it was Shakespeare, and I love Shakespeare. Um, I, I sat like in my bed for two hours and I was just like yeah I'll get this done I was sitting there for two hours and then all of a sudden my brain just went yeah and I went into like hyper focus mode and I stayed up all night and it was just like I'm having so much fun Mm -hmm. and then it was just kind of like all I could think about was Shakespeare for like two weeks yeah I was just doing that and it like hyper focusing is so great but yeah it's kind of like that thing that unhealthy habit of like I have to wait for my brain to cooperate before I can do anything. Yeah, yeah, totally. And just like when you're wanting to do something, when you've really got the energy to do something, isn't necessarily the best time. Mm. So, for example, I want to bake muffins at three in the morning <laughs> and I just start like getting all the ingredients out and like, you know, the flurry and just like so enthusiastic and got all the energy. And like, that's all I can think about is like baking muffins at three. <laughs> Um, and then, like, at a normal time where it would be appropriate, like, 
can't yeah. be bothered. Yeah. And so medication has really helped me. It gives you energy, like a yeah. sustained energy rather than like that zilch does. or, you know, um, yeah. hyperspeed kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. 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 That, so yeah, shall we continue talking about medication a bit? Because I feel like that's one of those things that definitely has a lot of misconceptions about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So do you want to talk about like your experience with your medication? Uh, yeah, so how do I say this uh, succinctly? The public health care system sucks. <laughs> um, they, Thanks, I hate it. Yeah, yeah they um, eventually, uh, thankfully, like inside out, um, I applied for one of their jobs or um, they gave me a job opportunity. So I was able to um, pay for private health care and the health care it cost $400 per session and I had already had a thorough diagnosis and it cost me $100 to change my medication um, and that took 15 minutes. Um, so I think that things really need to change. I'm just so, so lucky that Inside Out um, gave me a job opportunity that I was able to, you know, get life-changing yeah. medication, but I recognize that not a lot of people do have that opportunity um yeah yeah and I can't imagine not having that opportunity now that I've got it it's just like yeah I'm very fortunate that I was able to afford you know going medication getting my diagnosis doing those things because a lot of people don't have that opportunity Mm -hmm. and that's I think something that we really need to you know think about and that our schools and our workplaces and the mental health system needs to, you know, improve on to give everybody that opportunity. Completely, yeah. yeah. Um, and especially because, like, it kind of, it's a like a cycle because our disability prevents us from getting work. Um, so if we don't have work, we can't pay for the medication to help us manage our, diagno- like our diagnosis to get work. And so... Mm-hmm. It's, it's really, yeah, yeah. And so I think that things really need to change. um, And yeah, Yeah. it's going to go over, um, I guess, like we've talked about some uh, difficulties with having ADHD, but I think um, it's also important to recognize like some of the, um, the benefits that come with it or cool stuff. stuff. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Do you want to go? Yes. Cool. Okay. Um, I don't know. I I feel like I'm I've become a jack of all trades because mm. because of ADHD. Like I'll have a hobby, and I will learn as much as I possibly can about it, and then I'll just be like, oh, okay, I know that now, and then I move on. Mm. So I feel like I've got a lot of information in my brain. Most of it isn't useful, but I just like knowing things. Yeah. And I feel like that's a a cool thing, and I really I really enjoy it. Yeah, that's a really cool trait to have, just, like, interest in the world and, you know, knowledge. I know how to abseil. (laughs) Really? That's cool. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, Mine is, I guess, like, I've never really been a bystander um, in terms of, like, if I see something happening, um, I'll just, like, step out yeah I'll get involved probably Mm. because I'm not actually thinking about the repercussions (laughs) as I'm stepping in but for example um 
there was uh, one time where um, there was like a, a fight between uh, a guy and a girl and he was like harassing her and mm. I um, stepped out on my carrot onesie and got involved and he went after her and there was me chasing after them in my <laughs> carrot onesie. Um, it was all sorted in the end, but like yeah. I think that um, because of like that impulsiveness. Um, like a lot of good can come out of it. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's been so many um, things where I've just like not to toot my own horn, um, where I've stepped in because um, I just I don't really think about the repercussions. Yeah. Um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it's turned yeah. out, like, the majority of the time yeah. it's turned out well. Yeah. Um, and I think that, like, relates also to, like, tiny, like, smaller things where you're just like, yeah, I'm going to participate, I'm going to get involved, I'm going to do this. Mm. Even, like, if it's really, like, stupid, like, doing the dishes and you're just like, yeah, let's have some fun, <laughs> let's do some dishes. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is a thing that at least my ADHD is just like perfect at it's just like getting really excited about really stupid things I think you'd be a good flatmate (laughs) (laughs) you just have to like get me hype and I'll just be like yeah I'm gonna do all the Mm -hmm. chores let's go yeah yeah I'm the same if you've got some good music yeah yeah ready to go Mm. but I also feel like that's why I mean both of us we're both volunteers and I feel like I mean, there's no, like, scientific evidence for this, but I feel like people with ADHD are more likely to, like, go and do more jobs or do more volunteering work because we're just like, I want to do stuff. Yeah, yeah, and it's exciting and it's varied and, you know, there's opportunities to, like, grow and develop and the the amount of stuff that I've got involved with um, through, like, volunteering just it's fun it's exciting like you get to help people and you also get to like meet interesting people and do awesome stuff and yeah yeah Yeah. it's yeah super exciting yeah i love it yeah oh hannah hart hannah hart has adhd oh really yeah she has um she's done some videos with um how to adhd um well jessa mccabe Mm. who um, you know, hosts How to ADHD runs it. Um, talking about like um, fidget toys, which ones they like. Um, also how to like cook when you have ADHD. Cool. Like how to do the food thing. Because mm. I know I'm really bad at food. Having to plan and like yeah. actually sit down and yeah. cook the food. And also and... with the meds, they like take away my appetite. So I'm just like, mm. I'm gonna, I'm, I have to eat. So I'm just going to make it taste nice and stuff like that. So yeah. It's, like, it's super useful. It's a really good video, actually. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. So it's just just Google how to ADHD and Hannah Hart and it will come up. Richard yeah. Branson. Don't know who that is. He is the CEO of Virgin Airlines. Oh. Mm. Um, cool. Okay. I love the fact that all of those people came up on parenting.com. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, okay. We got that out of the way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so I guess a good place to go now is, like, I've just gone from, like, 50 to, like, 100 in energy levels. I've just, like, (laughs) jumped. 
It was the fly. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely the fly. Um, yes. Yeah, so shall we talk about some of the, the practical things um, away from <clears throat> medication that help with um, studying or being at work and uh, doing those fun things mm-hmm. that you need your brain for? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, so, I mean, this is the same with, like, neurotypical people. Um but like sleep is really really important you need to get like um uh like yeah. a good amount of sleep because if you don't have a lot of sleep it can like exacerbate things yeah. but also a symptom of ADHD is having difficulty falling asleep but also having difficulty waking up yeah so um having like a really strict sleeping routine is so important for people with ADHD totally. because it just like it does get, like, it can be quite a serious issue of being, like, getting two hours of sleep every night and then being just, like, groggy mm. for so long. Yeah. Um, so that that is super important. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. I actually have an alarm because I'm one of the people that just naps all the time and sleeps for, like, 14 hours a day. Um, it's better now that I'm on, like, medication, but my um, my alarm, you have to scan a barcode before it turns off and so I find like a random barcode and I just place it like somewhere in the house and so I physically have to get up to um to turn off the alarm or like you uh program like 200 times you have to shake your phone and then it'll turn off kind of extreme but like but that's pretty cool yeah yeah um what else is there um yeah just making sure that you're um I guess, like, uh, eating regularly, um, Mm. especially, like, protein and stuff. Um, Protein is really important um, for, like, I guess, like, a healthy brain and um, with, like, if you're taking medication, um, protein. Yeah, like, your your, your appetite dropped. Well, at least for me personally, my appetite just dropped. Mm. And um, that's actually something you have to be careful with when you take medication is, like, your weight dropping. Yeah. So I know the first week I went on medication, for the first week I'd lost one kg in one week. Wow. Yeah. Um, So it's, like, you have to – I personally can't eat a full meal. That's just, like, too much when I'm on medication. So Mm -hmm. I don't eat lunch. I bring, like, snacks to school or to work or wherever I am. So, like – if I feel hungry, I'm just like, hmm, I'm a little shaky, so I'm going to eat some snacks instead of being like, I'm going to eat a full meal and I'm going to yeah. be full when, like, my body just doesn't want that. Mm. Yeah. Just making do with what you have and, yeah. like, having a structure in place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. Yeah. And I also think having, like, healthy snack food is a good thing because, I don't know about you, but when I get bored, I eat. Mm. And, like, mm-hmm. and eating helps with studying as well and... Um, having that kind of thing. So having healthy snack food I think is good because it can be hard, especially when you have to cook your own food, to make yourself a meal. Uh, so I think snack food is probably like yeah, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. Um, and like exercise and meditation for me personally, um, I've felt uh, that it's like really... Um, drastically like improved my mental health and um well-being and I guess Mm -hmm. like when you have the come down of medication it is much more like uh less severe 
Um, yeah, mine used to be real. When I when I first went on it, it was just kind of like my energy completely left. Yeah, yeah, and it it can be quite rough when you're starting off. Yeah. But um, I find yeah, jujitsu is a good way of like um, building like confidence and like replenishing dopamine because. Mm. Um, the medication can um, take sort of a hit out yeah. of your body. So just making sure that, like, you have other things in place um, yeah. on top of medication because medication helps, but I think that there's um, other things that need yeah. to be implemented. So yeah, with exercise, like, if I always do it and I'm just like, oh, like, you know, I'll get a good routine, I'll go to the gym and then, like... I've, it like stops like mm. I, I really suck at building up routines oh totally so I, I feel like that's something I have to work on and being like yeah like maybe just like getting a gym membership where I actually have to pay for things so mm. it's like you know actually worth something yeah and doing that but I did used to meditate a lot when I was younger um mostly because I had nothing to do because I was home school um yeah, so I agree with you with meditation. That was re really useful for me as well. Did yeah. you find that, like, being on medication, it was easier to implement things? Um, or, like, sort of do things? I do think that I had a lot of under, like underlying things where I was just kind of, like, scared to start a routine because mm -hmm. I kind of like in the back of my mind, I was just like, even if you started, like, you're not going to stick with it for more Yeah. Weeks. So it's just like... I'm not going to bring it up and I'm just going to, you know, do it once and then move on. Mm -hmm. So I think definitely routines are something I have to get way better at. They're, I think, you know, one of my weakest points. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that's where um, school helped a lot. Yeah. With having, you know, having to go to classes, having deadlines and stuff like that. Those were really useful for me. Um, I know that for other people that can be really difficult though. But I think coming from a place where they were like, there was almost no structure to yeah. a place where there was structure that, you know, I could abide to. And also stuff like volunteering, the mm. fact that, you know, having a regular time, but also having like, there's a little bit of, you know. Definitely. Uh, changeability there, a bit of fluidity. Mm. And so that's, you know, good. Yeah. And it's different for different people. Like, um, mm. I'm not saying like, you must exercise, you must meditate. You don't um, have to, but you should. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. Yeah. Um, but everyone's got their yeah. own way of, like, um, managing yeah, exactly. things. Um, and I think, like, uh, hydration. Hydration is the biggest yeah. thing. Drink water, kids. Yeah, because med medication, um, not to keep going on the medication train, but, like, it um, dehydrates you so much and um, just the way that... Um, I guess if you're dehydrated, um, yeah. you're not going to be like like working, um, yeah. you know, properly or like thinking properly because yeah. you don't have that water. Yeah. Also, drinking is something to do. So, um, but drinking water. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, um, I just started coffee. I always use coffee as like a way of like self medicating in a way because mm -hmm. the caffeine, I should say, is a is a stimulant. So. The people with ADHD, any form of ADHD, um, coffee can help regulate that. Often, oh yeah, oftentimes yeah. it doesn't work for everyone, but for me it worked quite well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm lucky because I like coffee as well. It tastes yeah. great. Yeah. Um, I actually before I figured out things, um, I used to have five shots. 
from a like a, a cafe. Wow. Um, and well, I yeah. mean, like the effects it had on my body, yeah. uh, bit jittery, yeah. but um, yeah, it yeah. was super effective and just um, see, like I figured out that if I have like if I have four cups of coffee like back to back, I will fall asleep. Mm. Like it doesn't matter what I'm doing, I will fall asleep. Yeah. So I'm just like. Uh, now I'm just like I can have one cup of coffee like every class or every second class or something like that. So I'm just like so I don't completely deplete my energy by trying to regulate. Yeah. Like, because I feel like uh, that is a thing um, that can happen. Especially I, I feel like people don't know that when you take medication, a lot of the time it can make you really really sleepy. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, if we just carry on talking about medication, but like, yeah. who cares? We can talk about what we want. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was something I had to, you know, figure out. Um, but coffee is super, super good. Yeah. Recommend it. Um, it just, yeah, it, it tastes just, great. But also it can be, it, it's bad for you, so don't abuse it. <laughs> oh, also, um, again, medication. Um, being careful, like, if someone's listening and they're on medication and uh, they're having coffee... Uh, because, like, especially the one that I'm on, which is um, Dexedrine, um, because it has um, quite an effect on your heart and coffee has an effect on your heart. Yeah. Please be careful. Please don't have energy drinks if you're taking medication. Um, you run the risk of, like, just doing um, awful, awful damage. Um, just please be careful. Um, and, yeah, talk to your doctor Please talk to your doctor. Um, yeah. Seek me- medical advice. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. um when I first started medication, I had an energy drink and it felt like I was going to have a heart attack. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So whenever like I have the chance to talk about it, I'm like, yeah. please be careful. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that's totally something I should look into. Is like, what are the other parts of my body that. Um, my medication is affecting and stuff like that. Mm. And keep an eye out for that. Yeah. Depends on um, what you're on, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Can share that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, so, top tips, I guess, Coffee. for people that are um, coming to terms with their identity or trying to, like, manage things. Yeah. Um, I think we should also maybe touch on... Um, afterwards like what people can do to support us but um uh, i think yeah one thing that i want to say is um i guess like having adhd i know for me um it's easy to be like really really hard on yourself Mm -hmm. um especially when you're not like performing to the best of your ability or you just there's a lot of i guess negative feelings around um having the the diagnosis and um just if please be like kind to yourself um actually actually um sorry no no um i read a study i can't remember where it was done but it was basically looking at um uh adhd and like how you um like uh like self-esteem and self-reflection and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um so it was kind of like 
people with ADHD tend to identify themselves as their ADHD. Mm. Like they don't think about it as something separate from themselves. Instead, they see it as like intertwined, um, which I think is definitely something I had when I was like first going on medication and getting diagnosed and stuff. I was just like, what if this like takes away my personality? Mm. Because like this is all I know and I think this is like all I am. And that is something that... Um, you know, has been, you know, is a statistic and has been, like, experimented around and stuff like that, is, like, ADHD is so ingrained in us that we feel like it is a part of, like, our personality and who we are, which is true in some ways, but also our shortcomings aren't because of us Mm. um, in in some areas. And there are things we can do to help ourselves. And it's important that if we can help ourselves, we do. Because, you know, we deserve we deserve better. And we can do yeah, things. Exactly. Um, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> you should do a TED Talk. I'd go. <laughs> Thank you. It's just you. Nobody else. Oh, there'd be other people. Yeah. Tabby. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Tabby. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh... Oh, and I guess, yeah, we've been talking about um, a lot about medication, but also um, I think it's important to recognise that um, not everyone needs to use medication. It's up to the person um, themselves, like, whether or not they feel that that's something that they should do. Yeah. Um, It shouldn't be, like, force on them. And it's not, like, it's not a cure. There are... it, It does help people regulate certain things, but for some people, like there's a thing called blunting, which mm-hmm. is when um, your the medication regulates um, your emotions too much, so you start feeling like you're not feeling things as strongly and stuff like that. Some people it just doesn't work, yeah. and for other people it just it's not what they want. And there are there's stuff like um, ADHD counselling, and there's stuff you know other things you can do to you know help yourself and help regulate your brain and those kind of things. But I think, you know, with the reason we're talking about medication so much is that it has had a positive impact on our lives. Yeah. Um, and we're very lucky that it's actually worked for us and we've been able to get it. So, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think, yeah, definitely. Um, and... Uh, there's no, you know, time that you need to do it. You don't, it's not like a race. Um, just doing things in your own time um, when you feel that you're ready. Um, yeah. Yeah. And actually, um, a thing um, that I did before I got my medication was I got recommended using, like, um, essential oils for the smell of them. Because... Oh. Um, I didn't know this, but apparently when you, like, smell th- certain things, you can build up an association and it can help you study more. So that, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Not like oils will cure you, but, like, mm. the, you can build up associations with certain things, like um, how if you chew, like, mint gum whenever oh, you're yeah, in I've a certain yeah. class and then you take the exam, it, like, helps you remember things. Mm. It's, like, you can do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Also, study buddies. 
study buddies are so good mm. when they they also don't get distracted yeah <laughs> imagine having a study group yeah, with all adhd yeah. people that would be a nightmare <laughs> <laughs> they probably come up with the uh, the cure for cancer yeah, but, but they like, wouldn't do their homework yeah <laughs> like we would all fail in cea but we would save the world yeah yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um Okay, uh, I guess we should probably touch on, um, yeah, what people could do to support us. Yeah. So for the the non-ADHD peeps out there, or people with ADHD that also have other friends with ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So what are some things that you found useful with people around you? Um, I think... Like in terms of uh, communication, I can be quite hard on myself that I perhaps take longer than other people to like articulate what I'm trying to say, depending on the day, um, or not being able to find the word. And one thing is um, having patience. So just waiting till we've finished the sentence, not like finishing our sentences for us. Um, just... Uh, yeah, being mindful that it may take us a bit longer um, or, you know, if we're talking 100 miles an hour, um, having patience with that as well um, and just taking time to listen to us and what we have to say. Um, yeah, I think that's a big one for me. Yes, yeah. I think what I've found the most useful um is definitely that like acknowledgement Mm -hmm. of like you're going to work in a different way but also not I find it really really useful when people hold me accountable for things oh totally like um like you said you would be here so you're going to be here and I'm not going to let you off the hook for that or like you hand in your internal Mm -hmm. at this time and you can do it you got this yeah so being like encouraging it which is also an, another thing that, um, like, people with ADHD, we tend to, we don't really respond to um, punishment. Like, um, uh, me trying to articulate. So, like, you know, when your kid, like, if all of your children, like, steals a pen, mm. hypothetically, if you like put them in the naughty corner, like this this analogy's gone very wrong. I'm sorry. I'm, no, I like, understand. Yeah, like people with ADHD, we tend to respond more to praise mm-hmm. and to rewards than to punishment for doing something wrong. Yeah. So like encouraging a good behavior works better than punishing a bad behavior, even though you you do have to discipline. That is something that needs to be done. So putting in reward systems for like. You, fin- you handed in this piece of work so you get, like, a coffee or you get, you know, you get a compliment or something like that. Mm-hmm. Works better than you didn't hand this in so I'm going to, like, put you over in the corner yeah. to stare at the wall for, like, half an hour. Like, those things work better for people with ADHD. I don't know what it's like to be neurotypical, <laughs> sorry. So I don't know if, you know... Yeah, I feel like it's just harder for people with ADHD to regulate that and be like this person is punishing me for this bad action because it was a bad action instead of being like they're punishing me because I'm a bad person and I did a bad Mm. like 
I'm an awful person. Yeah. And using it as like a teaching experience so we know like why it was bad. Perhaps you could just like communicate why it was bad because a lot of time there's not a lot of um, forward thinking about like repercussions or why that might be bad Mm. Um, and just kind of sitting us down and like if we've done something, I think we should definitely be held accountable. Yeah, I agree with Um, that. But just discussing with us about like perhaps how it made you feel or um, talking about the repercussions of what actually happened. Um, It's kind of, yeah, hard because... Yeah, that was a really weird analogy. I was trying to make her public school work and then I went off on a tangent. No, that made sense. But, like, yeah, like, if somebody doesn't hand in a piece of work, if you punish them for not handing in that piece of work, like, you have to do that. They don't get the grade. That's their punishment. But also, if you praise them for handing in the work, they're more likely to do that in future. Mm. Yeah. And I I feel like there are, you know, that is how people with ADHD tend to work. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what else is there? Um, yeah, I think um, especially with, like, punishment and stuff because a lot of people with ADHD have uh, comorbid disorders, so... Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, like, if they've got anxiety or depression, it can revolve around our ADHD. And so, for example, um, if something goes wrong and we're feeling anxious, it'll exacerbate things. So um, just providing us uh, with, yeah, some some patience and, um, like, a a kinder way of doing things, I think. Yeah. Um, So that, yeah... Um, not really sure where I wanted to go with that. Yeah. Oh, actually, yeah, that made me think about, um, like, a lot of the time a symptom of ADHD is rejection-sensitive dysmorphia, which is, like, um, goes back to that punishment thing is, like, if you, if somebody reacts negatively or not in a positive way to somebody with ADHD, that can often turn into, like, an existential crisis, um, not, not, this is probably one of the least common symptoms of ADHD, at least from the research I've done, um, where it does kind of, it is kind of ingrained into that person that like, if there, it isn't something positive, then they're rejecting you and then like everything you've done is wrong and you know, that kind of thing. Um, which I feel like is a a lesser talked about symptom. Mm. Um, but that is something that can happen and that was kind of what I was thinking about when I was talking about that, like uh, using um, rewards and positivity as a way, um, is a more efficient way of um, getting people with ADHD to uh, complete work or do things. Yeah, yeah definitely. And um, I think uh, like giving us some time. So um, whether it be like if we've had uh, falling out or something, um, or whether or not it be like an event that we need to prepare prepare for, and um, we just need to like uh, kind of think over what we want to say rather than being thrown into the deep end, because mm. then we can think over yeah what we're wanting to say um, and be more prepared. Um, and I guess with the the falling out, because we're quite emotional human beings, <laughs> like. 
we won't really think about how we're acting because we're just acting on our like emotional yeah. brain and so giving us time to process what's happened and then we can have like a rational adult conversation yeah. um and also i think educating yourself about the mm. diagnosis as, as well yeah mm. Actually, um, yeah, now might be a good time to bring up um, some resources if you want to learn more. And also if you, you know, because ADHD can, is a, can have like comorbid, um, it can have other disorders going along with it, like depression, anxiety. Um, we also want uh, people out there to have some places to go if you're feeling, if that's upset your your brain in any way yeah um that's okay and there are people to help and yeah so um if you're feeling if you're feeling down if you're feeling sad that's okay buddy and you can go to lifeline at 0800 543 354 mm -hmm. um a youth line at 0800 376 463 um, or depression helpline at 0800 111 757. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, and there's also a whole bunch of um, support groups on Facebook, which I've found um, immensely useful. A um, whole bunch of people that are, you know, experiencing the same thing as you and it's a safe, a supportive environment. Um, and there's meetups sometimes as well. Um, yeah. So check that out. Yeah. And uh, there's stuff like um, the ADHD Association, they have a Facebook page and all that, um, giving information. Um, and yeah, uh, I guess we can, um, on the Inside Out Facebook page and Instagram, we'll put out some more resources mm -hmm. so you can go through there. Um, yeah, thank you for listening and have a lovely evening. Cool. Thank you. That program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.